Thank you for tuning in to the Go Camp Pro Weather Report. In today's weather, there will be a slight chance for rain and some extreme heat. But don't worry, our team will teach you what to do when the weather gets weird. Let's turn it over to a reporter in the field. Matt, how are you there? Uh, yeah, hi, Oliver. Um, I'm on the scene of Camp I Never Want to Go Home, and while it is monsooning one moment, I mean like really raining cats and dogs, and then the next moment it is hotter than the desert itself. Even though it has those crazy temperatures out, it looks like campers and staff are having an absolute blast here. Oh, what seems to be their secret, Matt? Well, it sounds like the counselors at Camp Never Want to Go Home listened to episode 41 of the most famous camp staff podcast in the world. You know, first class counselors. Oliver, don't we have a recording of that podcast episode in the studio? Yes, we do. Why don't we give it a play right now? So thanks for tuning in to the Go Camp Pro Weather Report. Stay safe out there, folks. This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, Camp Pros. This is Oliver Gregan. My pronouns are he, him. I'm the executive director at YMCA Camp Winona in the Leon Springs, Florida. And my name is Matt Wilfred. My pronouns are he, him. And I'm the executive producer of podcasting at Go Camp Pro. I'm an outdoor educator in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I'm thrilled to be here with you on First Class Counselors. This series is for camp directors to give to their counselors as they hire and prepare them for the upcoming summer. Because great camp directors know that counselors have the most important job at a camp. And no matter whether it is raining, whether it is windy, whether it is really hot, their abilities and their attitudes can make a more break a camper's week. And they hold the keys to a camper coming back year after year. Great counselors equal more campers equal awesome camp. So thank you for tuning in to First Class Counselors. Here we're going to cover one specific topic and cover the essentials as fast as we can. The need to knows. The can't go without fundamentals the basics so let's get right into it so first off we're going to just talk about the standard operating procedures for dealing with mother nature now most of your camps out there when you go through staff training they're going to cover the basics right earthquake comes through hurricane tornadoes forest fires whatever your camp might face there's probably going to be some type of standing operating procedures in your uh, staff handbook or whatever gets handed out or trained to you when you first come to camp um, so make sure you are aware of the things that are going to happen and what those procedures are. Um, for the most part, there was some camp director who had to go and learn about the weather or about these natural occurrences um, more than they ever thought they would need to know so that they could be ready in case of an emergency when they have to evacuate you and anywhere from 30 to 500 campers, depending on the size of your camp. So just know that really those are there to keep that organization, keep everyone calm and get everyone to safety when it's there. Um, <clears throat> what you really are going to be thinking about, though, is those typical weather needs um, that aren't the outliers, right? It's the sunny days, the rainy days, the days that are just too hot. And then for some camps, maybe up near Matt, where you're in Canada, I don't know how cold it gets up there, but the chilly summer nights might come into play and you got to be ready for them. So where do you come in when these things are happening? Really, it's going to be programs and activities and camper care. Those are really the two categories we're going to cover today as we go through everything, if you really focus on the basics. Um, 
I think for you as a counselor, you need to know the difference between what is a storm or a natural disaster happening and what's rain, what's a hot day. Because you can still play in the rain. You can still go outside in the heat. You just need to make some changes to make it possible for your campers to still have a great fun time. So don't get confused about, you know, should I be inside right now or should I be outside? If it's just rain or just a kind of hot day, your directors and leadership staff will 100% tell you that you should probably be inside right now. Or if you see a bolt of lightning come down, go inside. You know, we'll use some common sense here, you know, from weather, taking care of the kids. But know that difference and know that really just because a storm rolls through doesn't mean that the fun has to stop. So, Matt, what are some things that you think are important for people to know when it comes to the standing operating procedures of dealing with Mother Nature? Yeah, it's just be prepared, be prepared, be prepared, right? Be ready for it. And that means having your own equipment, your raincoat, anything you need to keep dry, making sure your campers also have that stuff close hand. It's a great idea to ask if you know that rain's coming up the night before. Just ask, hey, does everyone have their raincoat? Make sure it's out and ready to go. And then you know who doesn't have one. So maybe there's some in lost and found. You can get them. But part of being prepared, like Oliver said, you're the admin team at camp or the the head counselor or whatever. They're taking care of all of the big logistics of things, your job is to find a way to make sure that your kids are still safe and super entertained and having the best time of their lives, even despite the rain. Because that means that often you need to have stuff ready to do with them um, and programs ready to run, ways to fill up an hour, two hours, three hours or more. Um, that can be run in weird places. So on really hot days, the ones that can be run in shady spaces, maybe sometimes you'll find yourself in like a cabin hallway because that's the safest or best place to be in the moment. Uh, crowded rooms with lots of noise going on. You need to have ideas that are flexible based on the space because don't just assume you're going to be the only cabin in the dining hall because that probably won't be the case. Also, Programs that can be run by yourself, things that don't take a ton of prep or a ton of support from another staff member. So stuff that you can either facilitate or kids can kind of just free play on their own. And as you're preparing, the best thing that you can have is your rainy day supplies bin or weather in case of weather bin, whatever you want to call it. At Pierce Williams, um, I one year, a couple of years ago, um, they made, they got those big like Home Depot buckets with the lids and they, every, every counselor got to decorate them. And then they got some sort of budget to fill it with, you know, cards, board games, markers, paper decorations, anything that you would need for your rainy day supplies they had on hand. So when they knew weather was coming, all they needed to do was to go into their cabin, grab their bucket and literally just carry it around with them or give to a kid to carry around with them because they knew at any moment, as they say, when thunder roars, go indoors. So they had their kit ready and they just took off their rain jackets and got right to playing cards, whatever card game they were learning or any of the great ideas that we're about to give you right now. So just be prepared, have your gear, have a kit and you're good to go. Yeah. All right. So before it gets too hot, we're going to go straight into kind of rainy day activities. And I really want to break this down for you as a counselor to kind of know what the thought process is when a storm comes through. So obviously with COVID in you know 2021 and 2020, uh, there was a couple of rules that had to come in place about like how you could congregate. But for right now, I'm kind of just going to go over it in case, you know, we get into 2022 and we are uh, lucky enough not to really have to be thinking about those um, restrictions. And uh, really, I say there's small, medium, and large games, just like you would for anything else. 
Um, with the large group games, um, you might have the whole camp team together. If you have a large enough space on your site, like the dining hall, or if you have an auditorium of some sort or a gym, depending on the camp that you are, uh, you might get that. Um, you might have some other meeting places around camp where you might divide into a bunch of smaller meeting places around camp into like medium sized groups. So that might be your village or unit or age group. So you could do actually like a little bit more larger groups, but age appropriate activities, right? So a younger group might do something a little more uh, age appropriate for them, where the older groups might do something a little bit more age appropriate for them, which is really nice because when you do that large group setting, I said, I talked about before, you get kind of stuck, you know? You're trying to appease this age group for a lot of camps, which may go from as young as six all the way up to 17. So how do you do that? Sometimes tough for large group settings, especially when you're stuck inside one room on a rainy day. That's probably humid too. It just gets hot really quick. It's damp. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, it's tough to do. So, But really for you as the counselor, what Matt and I really want to focus on today is the small cabin activities. This is when um, you're in you know, you're stuck in the cabin with your campers. You're not allowed to leave that cabin space. Um, or maybe you were running a program like archery or something. And now you have been told, Hey, there's thunder in the area. You got to head inside. Right. Or the rain has become too heavy for you to actually do archery and you might damage the bows, right? Bow strings don't do great with rain. You as the instructor will probably know where this happens. Right. Um, so talking about those small group activities for me, Um, I want to say, first off, if you are doing something like archery or uh, if you are doing something like survival or whatever your activity might be, stay focused on your programming. Pretty much every program on camp, if you're doing that kind of lesson based fun activity, can still do something inside, even like soccer. Right. You can still do a small like group juggle or something inside or you can do kind of like dribbling drills, even if you only have like a 10 by 10 yard space in the dining hall. So you can still have fun. Don't kick the ball at the windows. Your camp director will come after you, but make sure you can do that. But stay focused on your program. That's really my big ones. I'll talk about some of my games and stuff in a second, but Matt, what about you? Yeah, first thing, uh, when you can go outside, go outside in the rain. Um, what a great lesson for kids that have probably been told their whole lives that when it's raining, they have to stay inside or they think that's an opportunity to go inside and play video games. Uh, the amount of people that haven't puddle jumped in the world is far too high by my non-scientific um analysis. So I would just say that it's a great opportunity to get out there, especially if you have an opportunity to warm up, if it's like kind of cold and rainy, uh, if if you have times to let things dry or dryers on site, or you have showers coming up, rain is a great way to do that. You could, so there's so many great things you can do. You could make up something like the wet Olympics and just do all the Olympic events, like standing long jump, um, sliding long jump, whatever you want. Um, but all in the rain, you could make a natural slipping slide, slip and slide. If you have a nice grassy hill, do some puddle jumping, mud castle building, uh, you could do making fires in the rain and, and how do we make a fire when it's when it's raining outside, taking a nature hike with umbrellas. There's so many things and you could even do showers in the rain. If you get some biodegradable soap, why not just do your shower time in the rain? Rainwater, not as clean as tap water, but it's like basically the same. Um, so as long as you're being careful with uh, environmental stuff, why not just take a shower in the rain? Oliver, what are some of your ideas? Yeah. No, I just love it, Matt, because even down lower in my notes, I say, and I say this all the time to anybody, it's we get less rainy days than sunny days. So those are the special ones. Like Mm. embrace the rain. If you can go outside, if there's no thunder or lightning, sorry, for me, that's a huge story down here in Florida now is I did not realize how much 
rain. I'm sorry, how much thunder and lightning can come with rain down here? But mm. um, yeah, if you are, if you have the opportunity to go out and enjoy the rain, go out and enjoy it. Worry about getting dry later, right? That that's a problem for another day, and that's the best part about campus. You're teaching kids to enjoy the present sometimes. They just haven't had that chance yet. So please, please, please go out and play in the rain like Matt is telling you. Um, for me, I'm going to talk a little bit more about getting stuck inside a little bit because for us down in Florida, we have some thunderstorms and they roll through and you can't go outside when there's thunder around. So um, my big advice is card games. I really like them. You can play them with a lot of kids in your cabin all at once. There's so many different versions of card games you can play. And the nice thing is it can fit in your pocket. You can get even water resistant cards. So you don't have to worry about them getting damaged by like if it is a wet day and everyone comes inside and they're wet trying to play with their cards. So um, some of my favorite cards, card games are, and some of them I've taught on the show before, but I love um, three blind is a game that I uh, really enjoy because uh, it has a fair amount of, chance involved with it you get to play three cards face down three cards on top of those and then you have cards that you're playing in your hand so if you want to learn those you can go and take out um one of our show notes from way way back but i really like that one um president is another really great game that you can play um which is essentially um just covering up cards going in order around the block um has a bunch of rules um and uh, another game that i really enjoy playing is just you know, a good old classic like Rummy 500, right? It's what grandma and grandpa used to play. It hasn't died today and it will be around tomorrow. And it's a great, easy, simple game that you can learn to play. And this is the kicker. I just walked over three really quick games that I enjoy. But just go on to YouTube, right? Go on to YouTube, find a couple card games. Um, or if you're in a real pinch for one, um, Go talk to a friend at camp. They might learn one. It's a great excuse to talk, chat, learn a new card game and get to know people, especially during like staff training week. Um, as a camp director, one of my favorite things to do is just play cards with my staff when we have free time. So um, I try to influence them to do that and play those games so that they can learn some of those card games. And eventually you get more advanced and you can learn games like stock up and stuff like that, which if you ever want to come and meet up with me, I'll play a game and stock up with you. Um, Never Can Tell is a really great, Matt's gone over on the show, but if you haven't heard about these, there are things like Black Magic or um, Snaps or um, uh, Johnny, 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 Matt is doing it in the camera. Um, so maybe you can learn how to do some of those. They're a lot of fun. Um, you can find out how to do those by looking them up on the internet. They are like a magician's trick. They have slipped, but they are more fun if you find out how to do them on your own. They really emphasize learning through problem solving, which um, will be um, talked about in my eggle later today. Um, I say that some of my best staff are my team building staff. So the staff who learn team building games um, are really, really well equipped and can really, really work well with kids when the storms come through because they can do a team building activity um, from a plethora of things. Uh, we've talked about on the show before, but go check out Jim Kane. He's great. Shout out to him, but also all the other great team builders that are out there who give out that information freely. Um, and not only that, but if you're a really good team builder, you'll have a pocket full of propolis games that are just access to you. You can just pull them out and you don't need to think about what do I have in this rainy day situation and what to do. Uh, if you're stuck in the cabin, I really love these three, the fashion show and talent shows. Um, so the kids just get to pull whatever they got in their bag and show off what they can do and have some fun reading with flair. So um, one of my favorite things, my memories was my mom used to read to us uh, Harry Potter. And uh, that was always something that I really enjoyed, but we read it with flair. So people have voices and 
I started doing in my cabin and my campers love it. Um, some of them just kind of fall asleep because it's a rainy day, but others really get really invested into it. So it's great. And then finally, last is the camp director here. He needs to let you know one of the little things that always bug us is prepare for your campfire skit. Most camps at the end of the week will have every cabin gets to go up, do a little skit in front of everybody. Some are more prepared. Some are not prepared at all. You can be one of the prepared ones. Practice your campfire skit on a rainy day. It's easy and it shows your camp director that you did something worthwhile with your time. Even if it's a really bad inside joke campfire skit that no one will understand, your campers will love it. They'll laugh hysterically and you can walk away looking like a champion uh, in comparison to some other staff who didn't use their time wisely. So that was a few of my rainy day activities. Take them, use them, love them, and I'll see you soon. Amazing. My, I have one more just to tack on here and it's a bit of a bigger program, but something you can organize yourself as a counselor, um, something based on what I did at camp. Uh, we used to do this every day at camp, which was a little bit nuts. And when we realized we had to scale it back, but, um, you could do an inter-cabin decorating contest and you just need to convince a couple other cabins to do some kind of decorating theme. But here's the trick. You don't use anything that is store bought. So you're not preparing, you know, you might have themes like um, places you could find in a city or extreme adventure or places at camp or holiday. And the trick is you can't use anything that is like disposable or store bought really, or you could amp it up and say like nothing that is outside of your cabin. But I think it is kind of fun when like you see a group of campers, like carrying a canoe up to their cabin because they're setting up like a white water scene uh, tableau in their cabin. And it is, it's a ton of fun and you can get the camp director to judge it. Um, it's some of my favorite memories from being a, cam uh, a camper was when we were like, taking couches out of the staff lounge because we were creating a coffee shop, like the coffee shop from friends. We were creating it in our cabin for decorating theme one day. Um, and it, it is chaotic and you're, you're like running around camp and grabbing stuff. And if it's raining, you got to be careful with stuff, all of those things, but it is a ton, ton of fun. So inter cabin decorating contest. I want you to try it next rainy day at your camp. Oh yeah. I remember doing MTV, my cribs, with yeah. um, some of our older boys and they had a great time. Uh, it's a great activity because they get to give you a little tour, right? They get to show yeah. off their work at the end and brag about how awesome it is. Um, so we're going to switch from taking care of yourself in the rain uh, to taking care of yourself when the heat hits. And this one I know hit some camps really hard. One of the reasons we're actually covering this topic is because a camp reached out to me during the summer. I'm now in Florida, which means we have to deal with the heat a lot. So I learned a lot of new things this summer. Um, but they're uh, up in the northwestern part of America. They had a pretty big heat wave that rolled through and they really uh, had some tough times. So knowing what to do during the heat is just as important as knowing what to do in the rain, because a lot of the times you're just not prepared for it. Right. Uh, if you're walking outside and that heat index is really hitting those high numbers for your area, then you could kind of get in a struggle point. Um, the nurses don't like seeing campers come to them because of dehydration um, and it's preventable. That's the most important thing here is you can stop them. And the thing here that's different than rainy days is rainy days. You might get a chill. You might get wet. It might be uncomfortable, but with hot days, there's actual health concerns you need to think about when you're going into it. So with the obvious ones, making sure that you're wearing sunscreen, drinking water and staying in shady areas, kind of covering the bases. Let's talk about some fun ways that you can do that. One of my favorites was when I actually was in Northwest, 
uh, Pacific Northwest, um, we had a cabin that walked around with all these different sunscreens and they put it on like a silver platter that they got from the uh, dining hall. And as they walked around, they would find other cabin groups and they'd be, well, excuse me, um, would you like to try our finest SPF uh, sunscreens? Uh, we also have tanning oils available. And yeah, so they had a blast with it. They really enjoyed it. And as they went around, um, they would put the different sunscreens like on people's arms and stuff so they could see like the difference of what like an SPF 15 versus an SPF 50 do. Um, they get to see like the power of a tanning oil. Um, now, some kids do like end up with tiger stripes, uh, but it's still really cool. <laughs> and another idea uh, that came from this was um, putting stickers on. So like campers would put like stickers on their arms and stuff or on their hands. And then they would let their body kind of tan throughout the day on these hotter days that they were walking around. Sometimes the stickers fall off because they get sweaty and it slips. Um, but we had like stars and lightning bolts and some of the campers were getting those tanned in. The really important thing is to make sure campers aren't burning themselves to get these tan lines. Um, it's just something that has to happen naturally. So um, but it was really cool. Also probably don't let them do it to their face. That was always a big struggle as all the little kids want, or uh, to be honest, even myself want to put the Harry Potter Thunderbolt on your forehead. Um, right. but I imagine one day getting like the Superman sigil across my chest to really go for it. <laughs> that's one of my favorite well, ones. I, I'm, no, I'm calling uh, you out, Oliver, that if that doesn't happen next summer, um, and that doesn't show up on our show notes, I mean, heck, it's probably still hot enough in Florida that you could do it now. So I can hear around the internet some people going, Superman, Superman, Superman. I guess you have to do it now. Yeah, I can hear the chanting. It's so loud. Stay tuned right, to next right, week's right. show. Now, what's, your, what's your point? <laughs> what's your point? <laughs> I don't think I have uh, the time to do something like that. I, don't, I can't lay down for that long. <laughs> right, Matt, what uh, you got? How are you beating the heat real quick? For sure. I, I think I think it can be tempting um, when it comes to being the heat that the answer is just like throw water everywhere. Um, and I and I will be, I guess, maybe the Debbie Downer a little bit of saying that, like, we should also be teaching water conservation. Right. Uh, a lot of places, a lot of states um, and even places in Canada, their water is a precious resource. So using it to just like hose people off or creating a sprinkler or, you know, slip and slides. I'm even a little bit out on those sometimes because it's just, you know, we're using water that other people in the world could use. And it kind of teaches a weird environmental lesson. I think using a little bit and using it in a, in a, in a way that's kind of respectful is great. So my favorite game in the heat is get the coldest water you can and play drip, drip, drop, which is duck, duck, goose, but you're just dripping. Uh, you take a sponge and you just go around you drip it on the head, drip it on the head and then drop, you squeeze the whole sponge out and then you run around, right? That's a little innocuous when it comes to water use, but it's still a ton of fun. And that ice cold water, um, is a great way to cool you down. The other thing that I'll remind you of is that um, you can, like Oliver said earlier with the rain, you can do a lot of the things that you were going to do anyway. It's just about regulating things differently when it comes to the heat. So regulating the time you spend in the sun, regulating the area that you're doing it in, obviously finding shade, regulating the level of activity. So how hard or how often they're running, making sure they're hydrated. And what all of that means together is that you'll have less time to run your, pro run your program, but less time 
uh, also means less dehydration and sunburnt people. And one of the worst things that you can do as a counselor, there's two, there's two really rough things. One is that you send campers home with pee all over their stuff because they pee the bed because uh, campers do that and that's fine. But if you don't check their bag and get laundry done and you send them home with clothes covered in pee, that's going to make for an unhappy phone call that your camp director is going to have to receive and that you might have to receive or you might have to answer to. And the other thing is taking a kid home who's super sunburned, right? That shows that we're not taking care of them um, and that's what they're there for right? Parents are giving them, I've said this before, and I will hundred percent say it again. Parents are giving, parents and caregivers are giving us their most precious gift in the world. And we need to treat that with the utmost respect and sending them home with a sunburn is the opposite of that. Yeah, I think you hit on a really good point there, Matt, about making sure we're taking care of those campers. Um, one thing I love though, right at the beginning is, I don't know if you'll notice this, but drip, drip, drop is just duck, duck, goose. You're just adding water to it. So like, what kind of games can you add just a little bit of water to make them a little bit more fun to get to like do, um, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so those are just think about, Hey, what's a game that we play at camp and how can I add water to it? How can I make this activity kind of cool people down a little bit without being wasteful? Very important. And then Matt, you also had another really good point and it's something I really had to learn this summer uh, because I come from up north and we had much easier weather to handle. We use our program time so, so well up north um, because we don't have to worry about super, super hot heat dragging on everybody all day. We of course have a hot day every once in a while and we're just disappointed that program doesn't go as well. But when you're down here in Florida or maybe some of the more Southern states in a hotter climate, uh, we have to think about like, okay, we're going to be dragging if we're trying to push it to the limit as far as our activities go. So I'd like right now, if a director is listening or counselors, you need to know like, hey, you don't need to push it to the limit to have fun constantly. You can go to archery and enjoy archery for 15, 20, 30 minutes of your hour of programming, making sure that you're taking five to 10 minute breaks in there. So the kids aren't like, going out into the hot summer sun to retrieve the arrows and cooking in that sun for the five minutes they're doing that or two minutes or whatever. It adds up and people just start to drag. So just know like your programming doesn't have to be incredible, 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 incredible all of the time when you're in that super hot wave heat streak. Take it easier, slow it down, and it will make, because people aren't dying of heat exhaustion, they're going to have a lot more fun doing the little bit of programming that they're getting piece and piece by piece by. Okay. But just some more things that I want to make sure you as a counselor know when it gets hot. Um, first off, if you don't have AC in your cabins, totally fine. A lot of camps are that way. You probably have something like a box fan. So this is really important. Switch your fans around. In the day, you want to keep that hot air that's being made by the sun out of your cabin. So make sure your fan is blowing out towards the outdoors, right? It's sucking the heat out and sending it. But as soon as it starts to become nighttime and it starts to cool down even a little bit, the sun's out there, flip your box fan around and bring the cool air into the cabin. I know for a lot of people, that just seems like common sense, but a lot of counselors don't think about it. And when they come back to the cabin, they don't realize that it's going to take a lot longer for their cabin to cool down when all they've been doing is blowing hot air into that room all day. So flip those fans. Um, another idea I really love is the pay by sip. So making sure, A, that your uh, campers have their water bottles, but have things throughout the day that require drinking, right? Like I'm going back to archery. It's just one that is a really easy example. But say like, hey, for each arrow you're going to shoot today, it costs you two sips of water, right? 
So by the time a camper has, you know, shot 10 arrows, they've had 20 sips of water and their water bottle is almost halfway done while they're doing the activity, right? And this might be, this can be things that you do for soccer, entering the dining hall, um, anything really. You walk through a door, you have to pay a sip to get in, right? That's the rule. Um, and it become, becomes kind of a currency too. So campers sometimes take it a little bit um, too far. So you got to make sure that the uh, value, the economic value of a sip um, stays in its, uh, stays in its period. But, you know, eventually you'll be like, do, do 50 jumping jacks for one sip of water. And you're like, wait, what? That's not, that's not good. You're like, wait, this is making it worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, make pee talk cool. All right. Have your, be, as a counselor, be asking, is your pee gold or is it clear? Um, don't make it embarrassing. It can be a normal thing at camp. Maybe emphasize that it's not like a cool thing to talk about in, like out in the normal world, but a camp pee talk is a cool thing to do. Um, it's, it's just part of the world we live in to make sure that a kid's not getting dehydrated. If you don't know this little fact, if your pee is a golden color, you are dehydrated. If your pee is clear, um, you are hydrated, but you may not be well hydrated. So there's a difference. If your kid is drinking juice all day, they are not well hydrated, but the urine still may come out clear. So make sure that they are drinking water too on top of that. Um, so a lot of people might know that when they um, drink a lot of soda or something like that one night, they're still peeing clear, but they may not be well hydrated, still going to become dehydrated. Um, and then my last one for those of you who like to go above and beyond and just be a little bit goofy is go to Walmart and you can do like the $5 kiddie pools or you can go big and go uh, and go back to camp with a 30 or $50 one, fill it with water and then put it in the middle of your village. And then your village for a little bit has like one of those like two feet deep, 10 feet, or I don't know, what's that? Like three meters, Matt, in, in Canadian measurement. <laughs> um, and your campers can kind of just chill in a nice cool pool in the village and it can be a nice little meeting place and people can like go and lay down in it and like cool down a little bit before they have to go walking around camp. And it's just an awesome thing um, that is hilarious for counselors to do. And I love it. It makes me laugh every time. All right. Um, real quick, as we're starting to wrap up, Matt, what are just some general tips that you have for making weather fun? I think it's about just our whole approach to weather that we need to think about because often, you know, um, I guess in Canada, maybe it's a little bit different because um, rain doesn't usually involve thunder as much, or at least in my part of Ontario, and it didn't often involve thunder as much, but for some reason, for whatever reason, I often found that people's attitude towards the rain was that it was there to ruin our fun. And it totally can, in some senses, if you had a program, you know, that, you know, a rain just doesn't make it easy. Maybe it makes it more slippery or, um, you know, you're just getting soaked and it's the last day of camp. So nothing's going to dry or it's been raining forever. I get it that those things happen, but more often than not, it's just a chance for us to be creative and to use those rainy day kits. And the most important thing of this entire conversation is to role model how you want the behavior to be around rain. Because if you are super poopy pants about the rain, like, oh man, we can't do anything. This rain sucks. Then what do you think your campers who are looking up to you, how do you think they're going to be? They're going to take your poopy pants and they're going to be super poopy pants about it. And then you've got a whole cabin full of people with poopy pants and uh, that's no fun for anyone, right? The, the, 
Travis is who's um, Travis is one of the co-founders of Go Camp Pro. He says that his unifying theory of summer camp is I am always teaching I A A T. Right? We are always teaching campers what kind of behavior we want to see by role modeling it to them, and it's a great opportunity when it comes to raining that we can teach to them about the locus of control, which is I can I'm only going to worry about the things that I can focus on. Rain is not something that I can change. I, I can't affect the fact that it's going to rain for the next seven hours straight. But what I can do is try to have the best time and be excited about it. And part of the thing uh, with your with your rainy day kit is why not create a little bit of mystery around it? Be like a camper can like shake it or you can like add a little bit of like hints. You could decorate the outside of your of your bucket with like do not open until a rainy day or like in case of rainy day, break open or something like that. That's going to add to some mystery so that when it starts raining, campers are just excited to see what's coming next. You've already built that enthusiasm towards it and it's not ruining something fun. It's just this opportunity. Like you said, Oliver, it doesn't happen very often. So why not make it a big opportunity? Yeah. I love that um, breaking case of rain and the anticipation of what could be in the rainy day box. Um, that sounds like something that I think we once learned from Michael Brandwine. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, there are less days with rain than sun. So make it, so they are the special ones. Take advantage of them. Um, sometimes just don't think about how you're going to, you know, get dry afterwards. Just enjoy getting wet right then and there. Um, my, one of my big ones is I have gotten the chance to be friends with the maintenance staff now. So please don't track mud through the dining hall. Um, it's just a kindness. Um, so figure out how you can keep the indoors clean if you are getting money on the outside, um, not just the dining hall, but all areas on camp. Um, for you as a counselor, I would suggest going out, buying a dry bag. Um, if you don't know what those are, they are bags which you can put your belongings in and they are pretty much 100% um, water resistant. You can keep your things in there. You don't have to worry about them dry. So that way the important things or the things that you want to keep dry go in there and you don't have to worry about them later so that's one way because then you can you don't have to worry about staying dry you can get wet enjoy your time you don't have to worry about your valuables getting wet um, they're just there in that bag so think about that i like to say trash bags make fine raincoats but raincoats make better raincoats um matt helped me change that one up a little bit before we got started but um i'm always i'm a big fan of like on rainy days you do like rainy uh, trash bag raincoat competitions and you know you get a group of campers and they get to make a rain jacket out of a trash bag it's a great little arts and crafts and they get to walk around with the trash bag as a rain jacket but like also make sure your campers have the rain jackets it makes your day a lot better when you don't have to deal with a bunch of wet kids um, and then mud sliding just enjoying the mud like matt was talking about um, and when it is hot out I, I didn't write down any tips for these but i talked about them a little bit before but just because it's hot out doesn't mean you can't enjoy the same old camp stuff. You just take it a little easier, enjoy your day, and make sure you stay hydrated and stay in the cool, right? Maybe midday showers. That's what I always like to do. You know, mm. siesta shower time. Cools you down in the middle of the day, and it really helps. Um, but with that being said, that's pretty much the show, other than one very important part, Matt, and that is our eggle time. So we're ever-growing, ever-learning. It's a trick, a tip, a game, or song for counselors to use to be better every day. And Matt, what are you telling us about today? I see that there's a link in the show notes that you might be sending people to. Yes, absolutely. I have 
something from the great Canadian uh, television archives. And it is a game show called Just Like Mom. And this is a little bit more for the program people out there. But when we're thinking of indoor programs that are great for rain, this one is just top notch. Um, what you can do is just watch watch the game show and figure out how to replicate that. But I'll give you kind of the hint. And I'll give a shout out to my sister-in-law, who's the director at the Karen Family of Camps. I believe she's the first one that I've ever heard of that created Just Like Mom on a camp scale. And it's a wicked get-to-know-you game. We did it with the LITs and the pre lits ITs to help them get to know each other. And it was, it's, it's just really funny in any context, or if you're doing like an intercamp social, it's a really good way to like help the camp staff get to know each other. And basically it's a three round competition where staff, uh, where, where people are competing in families and it's usually a, it pairs or trios and it's a, 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 a parent or a caregiver and uh, two kids or in whatever family dynamic you want to have. And essentially, it's who can know each other the best. So you give them five minutes off the start to just like literally as fast as you can, every get to know question you could ever think of. And you encourage them to go like way outside the box, like favorite toothpaste brand, uh, favorite sport, childhood hobby, what your favorite snack was when you were in sixth grade. You want them to be very specific and also try to get to know as much as you can in that five minutes, because in the subsequent rounds, they're going to have to do things to help get to know you. So the first round is the classic, like you ask a question, both people write it down on a whiteboard and reveal it at the same time. And if you get it right, you get a point in second round. The second round, what happens is that the um, kids with, I, I think, I think it works like this, the parents, uh, or the caregivers, the kids go away and do another thing, which I'll explain in a second. And the caregivers use a marker and with their left hand, they have to draw a picture with no words, uh, symbols, or letters or numbers that the kids will understand that it's their picture and they have to do it with their left hand. So it's a little trickier. And then while the, while the caregivers are doing that, the kids are in the camp kitchen making um, cookies. They're like the, whatever the quick cookie recipe, but here's the thing is that they can put whatever they want in those cookies. As long as it's edible, they can go in those cookies. So like you get all the ingredients out, mustard, mayo, pickles, uh, jam, chocolate chips, whatever you want, they get to go in those cookies and it's the same thing the parents when when they come together again the kids have to guess which drawing is their their caregivers and the parents have to eat the cookies and guess which cookie uh the kids made for them and it is you assign points it's a competition you can do costumes it's good fun so uh watch an episode of just like mom i put it in the show notes and uh play the game sometime this coming summer great way for two cabins to get to know each other and it doesn't take a lot of prep other than just asking asking the kitchen staff if you can do weirdo cookies. That is a great, like, I feel like it's just a good evening program too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but also, yeah. Um, I feel like you can do it on giant scale. Um, for me, I'm going to go real simple and I'm just going to say, go get dirty once a week at least um, and dirty in a cool way. So like go build a shelter in the woods, build a sandcastle at the beach, do a wacky exploding science experiment, just make a mess. Uh, is really my big goal for you uh, because when you're doing these things, like you're building something, you're getting dirty. Um, one, you are problem solving, which I think is really great for our brains. You're trying to work out, Hey, how can I build this? How can I do this better? How can I, um, how can I make this thing explode? Uh, you're thinking you're doing math, you're doing chemicals, you're doing something 
constructive with your brain. So your brain has to fire all of its neurons to try and figure out what it's doing. Um, on top of this, um, that getting dirty, I think is really important because you're going to get dirty at camp. And this is just to kind of teach you like, Hey, I need to, um, I need to think about, um, how I'm going to be okay with getting dirty this summer. Right. It's, um, because for me as a camp director, if I ever watch a staff member not be able to build a fire because they don't want to pick up sticks because there might be a bug on a stick, I will, I will forever be just sad, just so, so sad. Or like a kid builds a shelter and the counselor won't get inside of it um, because it's dirty and it's gross. Like, come on, just, you will make that kid's day by crawling into that shelter. And you, right now I just, I, I have this little thing going on in my head in the back where I'm like, why can't you just go get dirty? Why can't you get a stain on your pants that you will be able to be able to forever tell that story about that time that you um, made a volcano with your friends on a Thursday night because you didn't know what else to do. So you're just like, all right, we have baking soda. We got vinegar. Let's do this. Um, and it's so much better than watching a movie or um, just lounging on the couch all night. Um, I, you need to get up. You need to do active. You need to do some, some of those things. And if you do some of these things, please send me a picture through Facebook or a short video or something, because I just want to see some people having fun. Um, summer camp is over and I'm in a drag right now where I'm like, I need to see some, I need to see some laughter and some joy. I'm a camp director who's on a camp, right? I, I only see people on the weekends, but we're, we're locked in place. It's, it's tough. Um, semi fun, semi fun, SOS. Um, with that being said, um, please, the show notes on this episode are better than the show I think we did, although Matt and I did a great show. Um, there is 20 pieces, I think, of advice that are there for heat days that I had sent to another camp director this summer, and we just copy and pasted them in there. We have more things that are in the rainy days that we didn't talk about. So there are so many good show notes on here. Take a look at those, but also go back, check us out see the show notes that we have on the website so that you too can see some of the awesome things that Matt and I just don't have the time to say or have to get cut because of time. So if you did enjoy today's show, um, we would be so grateful if you left us a review where you were listening to this podcast. Your ratings and reviews not only tell us what you like and don't like about the show, but it helps boost our rankings and helps more people discover the show, which is just fantastic because then they're on the same page as you. All right. It's, it's that simple. That's right. We're making the world better counselors and you can help with that by passing on this show. So thank you for your help uh, with that. If you want to get in touch with us too, please make sure you check out the show notes. Our contacts are at the bottom. It's the same as every other show. So we don't need to say it over and over. Just go to the show notes. It's in there. Uh, and please don't forget that you can find all of uh, the great podcasts that GoCamp Pro puts out at gocamp.pro slash podcast. There are seven that are just at the time we are recording this that are all on the cusp of just starting. The Day Camp Pod has got their second episode ready to go. Camp Hacker has been putting out amazing episodes. And if you're a counselor listening to this, that is the future in camping, right? They're talking about higher level stuff, but why not get to know that stuff? And um, you, you're setting up yourself for an even bigger position of understanding why those things happen, which gives you great perspective as a camp counselor. And camp directors love camp counselors who have great perspective. I will tell you that for sure. So thank you for being here, friends. And thanks for tuning into this episode.
Yeah. And just as a shout out for that same point, like go and hit up those episodes because right now camp is different than it's going to be any other year. Like camp, the industry is changing. Um, so everything that's coming out on, on those shows on every single one Matt just mentioned um, is brand new material. Even if it's covering something old that was covered in the show before it's changed. I guarantee it, especially after the last few years. So please go take that chance because it's that learning society that we're a part of. But with that being said, that's the show. Thanks for listening, friends. Camp is camp and camp's all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, summer camp leadership training and marketing consultants. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Pros. We love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, if you've gotten even one good idea from a Go Camp Pro podcast, masterclass, from the Summer Camp Professionals Group, a conference, or wherever else, we ask that you give credit where credit is due. That way, it'll encourage camp pros to keep freely sharing their ideas and make the camp industry as a whole better.